Mornay Swanepoel started what turned into his career as a young boy in 1976. He has been a full-time martial arts and fitness coach since 1990 and is certified as one of the most qualified reality-based personal protection high-performance mixed martial arts coaches in the world. Travelling more than 50 times to international destinations since 1995 and featuring in almost every media medium across the globe the past couple of years, Monet has become one of the leading figures in martial arts today. Welcome to Chat Sapphire, Monet. Hey T, good to be here. Monet, two things strike me immediately. One, that the more I chat with local folk here on the Sapphire Coast, the more I realize what an incredibly rich diversity of experts and leaders in their field walk and live among us here and not necessarily in Gauteng or Cape Town. The other is that your official title is quite a mouthful, namely a reality-based personal protection high-performance mixed martial arts coach. First, just tell us how it came that you decided to make the South Coast your home, and then please can you unpack this title for us? I think uh, the day we spoke, the first time I told you um, that I'm more known out of my own hometown than in my own hometown. And um, yeah, it's a sad, sad truth that a lot of people in your own hometown don't actually realize who they got here. And uh, we don't actually have to look that far to get the, the correct experts that are situated right here in the heart of the South Coast. So, uh, yeah, sadly that is a truth, but um, we, I think we need to get our local community to support more local instead of just driving outside of here to uh, the main cities to look for, for their support. Um, this happened about T about 20 years ago. Um, I was heavily involved in uh, security work, actually working uh, undercover in Johannesburg, uh, Hillbrow area, uh, catching drug lords and child syndicate trafficking. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, uh, it was really an intense time in my life. And uh, basically what happened is my boys, uh, my, my family, my boys were small then. Uh, I was locking my wife and my wife then uh, kid and kids up in our bathroom and having gunfights in my own house uh, because of some of the, the drug lords and, uh, you know, big guys that I've locked up basically. And um, during that time I came down to Durban to uh, give a, a mixed martial arts workshop. Uh, those days it was still very new uh, on the planet, mixed martial arts or the cage fighting. And I gave a workshop and uh, there was such a huge demand for it down here in Durban. And uh, I just told my family that I think it's the best move right now to get away from these syndicates uh, for the protection of my kids. And uh, yeah, that's basically what forced us here to uh, the south coast. We were originally going to move to the north coast because we had a timeshare there. But uh, after looking around at housing and the cost of living there, we decided to move more south coast. Um, and we kind of felt more comfortable South Coast with the kind of people that we are, you know. Um, you don't have to... Uh, it's the best kind, Yeah, isn't yeah, it? you don't have to compete against the Joneses kind of thing, you know. <laughs> you can just, like, live your life here kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, so it was basically security that got me, uh, um, I, I wouldn't say running away from the threat, but uh, securing my family. From, it was a quality decision. From, from, yeah, 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 I had to do it, yeah. Right, and then that title of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's many titles. I don't like actually using titles. Uh, most of my students just call me coach um, or even on my first name. Uh, and there's many martial arts people out there that insist on using titles. Um, I wouldn't say what you read. There was actually a title that is more of a description of who I am. 
and uh, my qualifications. So reality-based is more in the, the personal protection uh, arena, uh, the street self-defense, uh, combatives, uh, VIP protection, um, close-quarter combat kind of thing. And then uh, the high-performance mixed martial arts has got to do with uh, the actual cage fighting that you see on TV right now. Um, it all basically originated from uh, Bruce Lee, uh, as a matter of fact. Oh, um, wow. Bruce Lee was way ahead of his era from everybody in, in the martial arts community when he was alive. And he had this outlook that uh, you use what is useful and reject what is useless, and you have to uh, evolve with time. You know, you can't stick to the same rituals and the same uh, tradition year in, year out, because everything evolves. Training methods evolve, fighting evolves. Uh, you just look at boxing, for example, the way boxers stood in the 1930s and 40s and 50s compared to how they stand now. Uh, the whole uh, demographics of the fighting stance has changed. So uh, you have to evolve with time. And um, this is where the mixed martial arts came in. Is It's something that always evolves, unlike a system like karate, for example, that gets passed on over years, generation to generation. Mixed martial arts evolves with time, uh, so I always use this analogy, your 1980 Porsche doesn't look the same as your two, 2020 mm. Porsche, mm. Um, and that's basically mixed martial arts. Every year it just gets better, there's more, better training methods, <laughs> way more scientific, uh, way more athletic. So, uh, I mean, what I did 20, 30 years ago preparing for fights and training, uh, today doesn't seem very logic. <laughs> so you, you have to be able to adapt with times, you know, to get the best results. So just for my own understanding and with respect to the different styles, would you call karate more of a tradition or a cultural marker and mixed martial arts more of a Yeah, it's more of a, a hybrid sport? system. Uh, uh, no, no, mixed martial arts is also, uh, depending, uh, let me say this, depending on your coach, depending on your instructor, you can get a karate instructor that teaches karate very combative and mm -hmm. evolves with time using the principles of karate. Uh, and then you can get a mixed martial arts guy that teaches it very traditional and uh, doesn't actually evolve with time. So it all depends on the instructor. And this is why it's so important that whoever is interested in uh, doing this kind of training that they do a, a, you know in-depth research on their coach or their instructor and don't just go for the style. Because it's not always a style, it's a person offering the style. So you have to like really be able to connect with the instructor and know that that's the kind of person I want guiding me. Mm. Um, and also perhaps your own goals. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So your instructor's goals might not be the same as yours. So uh, you might get instructors that are just focused on sport, for example. They just want to do competitions and your focus is on self-defense. So then you're going to really waste your time going to a sport-based yes. martial arts system or instructor, uh, and vice versa. You know, uh, the sport is definitely not uh, something that you uh, say, all right, I train karate tournaments and I can defend myself in the street. Uh, if you're preparing yourself for a street encounter or surviving a street, there's certain things, ways you need to train. And uh, vice versa, you can't train for the street and go and compete. <laughs> so so <laughs> yes. there's certain rules and variables uh, depending on the instructor and the organization that you belong to. And I can imagine the mental preparation uh, is two vastly uh, different things. Yeah, the one is sort of an innocent win. Yeah, one is and the other lose, is survival. And one is life death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine so, that. So again, you need to uh, be very wary about that because the life death instructor, you must also not get an instructor that uh, 
is so taken away with a life debt that is not very stable, mm. <laughs> if you understand what mm. I'm saying. So uh, you need to really like just suss out the, the school first. That's why I don't like saying that there's a certain style that's better or this karate style is better than that one or whatever. No, it's not really it's the style, it's the instructor. Yes, the, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. So before we explore in more detail what forms part of your services, just run us by your main goals or your key areas of operation. Yeah, we already basically touched on it a little bit. I think a lot of people, because um, they know me as a, a involved in the, the, the cage fighting or no holds bar or, uh, you know, like EFC and MMA, they think it's all about fighting. Uh, mm -hmm. Fighting is actually just, I'd say, like 5% of what we got to offer. Um, a lot of people would ask me, yeah, but you fight, you do fighting for a life, does it make you more aggressive? No, it actually uh, makes me less aggressive. It actually channels my energy. And if I don't do the training, I would be more aggressive. Um, so we very big, our first main goal is on life coaching. And uh, sometimes this comes as a shock to a lot of people thinking, what, you guys do this with life coaching? I say, yeah, the martial arts is full of life coaching lessons. Um, there's not one class, and you can ask any of my students, uh, there's not one class that goes by without a life lesson. And uh, that can be something simple like being stuck at the bottom of the ground with the opponent on top of you, this whole attitude about you never give up, you fall down seven, you get up eight times, and having that uh, you know, not giving up attitude uh, into solving a, a problem. You know, you got this now in a physical um, domain, that you got this person on top of you, how to physically try and solve the problem. But you take those concepts and you apply it to your life. When you get those challenges, how do you solve the problem? Okay, you can't just fight yourself out of it. There's a way we work ourselves out of it. And the martial arts teaches you that very nicely. Uh, so we're very big on life coaching. Um, the second thing we're very big on is a body transformation. Now, when I say body transformation, um, it's not just these six or eight week challenges that you get, um, the fitness challenges that you get. Uh, I personally believe those don't really work that well because a lot of people go on them and then they just go back to normal mm. lives after that. Um, you know, it doesn't help you lose all the weight and you do the before and after pictures and then uh, how do you look a year after that? So we try and we, we try and install a lifestyle change, which is more uh, rewarding in terms of that we can actually change your life for the better through discipline and self-respect. Um, and that's why the martial arts comes in. And two of the first things that we expose you to is discipline and self-respect. And if we can get that right, people become overweight and lose track of their life due to lack of self-discipline and self-respect. So uh, that's how we conduct our classes and we conduct our ways in our gyms as well. Um, and then that body transformation is easier to achieve. Then we can burn fat, build lean muscle, and uh, live a healthier lifestyle. Because then, T, when you go to Woolworths and you hear, oh, Monet was telling me the broccoli, not the ice cream, the broccoli, not the ice cream, then it's easier to make that. <laughs> Can't they just make broccoli ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you see, it's, uh, it's this as well. You know, you, you, everybody knows what's, what to eat. Everybody knows what's good to them uh, or good for them. Everybody knows what to do to exercise and eat healthy, sleep regularly, deal with stress as much as possible. But you need that discipline and respect to do that, you know. And that's Especially where you if you're a comfort eater. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's so easy to just, I need a reward, you know. 100%. That particular and brand of ice cream has now got my name on it. And that's, that's why, uh, my opinion, you need a coach. You know, a coach to motivate you, a coach to guide you, a coach uh, that you need to uh, give feedback to. Um, 
and yeah, if your coach installs that discipline and respect and the whole time he's in the back of your head to make the right choices, it makes it a little bit easier when you get to the ice cream or the broccoli. <laughs> you know, and yes, we, we, we work on a reward system as well. I mean, myself and my boys, we train a lot. And uh, we have a pizza, we have ice cream, we have all that, but we don't make it our lifestyle. You know, so, uh, and it's funny as well, once you get into that uh, healthy lifestyle, that disciplined lifestyle, um, it actually doesn't feel right to do the cheat stuff. You actually, your body actually rejects it after a while, your, your mind, your body, everything, you just don't feel good about it. Um, so, so yeah, it's just something you have to practice. But at the end of the day, the discipline comes, there's a hole under your nose and whatever goes into that hole, that's what's going to determine how you look. So exactly. You, you know, it's yeah. nobody's forcing it on you or anything. Then the third thing we're very big on is the self-defense, uh, especially because of the country that we live in. Um, that's our reality. That's why you read just now reality-based. So, for example, the reality, one of my favorite places on this planet to go to is Seychelles. And, uh, I mean, the reality there is not the same as what it is here in South Africa. So uh, it's the same like I wouldn't take you tomorrow and uh, train you to deal with suicide bombers. It's not our reality. Mm. But your hijackings, your rapings, your muggings, your home invasions, all this kind of stuff, that's our reality. Those are our realities. And our reality happens every five to ten seconds in South Africa. It's a very, very high crime statistic. So I would say people are doing themselves injustice for not investing in some form of self-defense training. And the problem is... People usually don't do it until it's too late, and then they want to invest. So uh, you rather rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it, if you understand what I'm saying. And it also, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to that mental thing, because if you're doing it from a, a point of preparation, I don't know if I'm wrong, but rather than from a point of anger, yeah. where you've already experienced yeah, the trauma and now you're angry and you, your motivation really is the next guy I'm going to... 100%. There's a good old samurai saying by saying, rather be a warrior in a garden than be a gardener at war. <laughs> so, yes. so you rather have the abilities and know that you can channel this and you, you know what you can do and your confidence and be at peace with everything than not be at peace in everything and you've got no confidence whatsoever. So uh, th this is really something that people need to understand is we train for violence, not to have violence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And like or you to say, minimize yeah, it. Minimize yeah. it. So you, you, you need to exactly what you're saying. It's not a good place once you become a victim to then start training because you've got a lot of energy that needs to be channeled. Um, and yeah, we've had a lot of those cases and scenarios within the people that are trained, and uh, it's better to do it before that happens. Mm. You know, and sometimes it's too late by that time. Then the fourth thing we focus on a lot is a sport, um, combative sports. Uh, everybody knows EFC, uh, one of the fastest, uh, or UFC. It's a cage fighting on TV. It's the fastest growing sport now in the world. Uh, most viewerships, um, yeah, it's just exploding on the scene. And um, then we do a lot of other combative uh, things like boxing matches and grappling tournaments and all this kind of thing. And then uh, even for the kiddies, like uh, grappling tournaments, um, which is also very uh, beneficial for them. And then we also got people that focus on uh, like comrades and uh, uh, the Midmar and warrior races and all that oh, kind of thing. So we've got a variety of people mm -hmm. that come and train with us. But obviously, we got uh, very specific in combat athletics conditioning. You know, so it's a little bit different than your normal gym training or anything like that. So mm. the, the people actually train like combative athletes. You know, 
Now, Mona, as you know, we already cover life coaching and personal fitness, I think general personal fitness, um, through other contributors. But I do think our listeners will be interested in the realistic self-defense that Mm. you've just mentioned and the combative sports. Shall we look at these quickly and perhaps you can give a quick overview of the various uh, sports and services that you offer? Okay, well, um, we're actually known as... Most probably the, not most probably, we are actually the association, the only association in South Africa that offers such a huge variety of different disciplines with the, under one roof. So, for example, we, we offer mixed martial arts, um, which consist of various martial arts. Uh, again, we're going back to Bruce Lee, Jeet Kune Do days. This evolved into mixed martial arts. Um, so within mixed martial arts, you get your kickboxing, judo, wrestling, everything combined into one system. So there's separate, a uh, whole combination of systems there. Then we've got another system called Muay Thai boxing, which is uh, like the national sport of Thailand, uh, which is like a kickboxing system, but they incorporate uh, what they call the eight limbs, which is uh, punches, knees, elbows, and kicks. Um, and it's a very uh, devastating stand-up martial art, uh, not just as a sport, but as a self-defense system as well. Um, and, and like I say, it's a national sport in uh, in Thailand. Uh, then we've got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say competitively, but as a martial art is the most popular martial art on the planet right now. And the reason for that is in 1993, and we always spoke about this, which martial art would be better? Who would be the winner? Would the boxer beat the wrestler? Would the karate guy beat this guy? Whatever the situation. So there was a group of guys called the Gracies in 1993 in America that put out the challenge there. They're going to build a cage and there's no rules. All combative systems are invited. There will basically be no rules. And when I say no rules, they didn't fight with gloves. There was no weight division. There was no time restriction. Uh, They were allowed to punch and kick in the groin. They were allowed to pull hair. They were allowed to... The only things that were not allowed is two people jumping on one. (laughs) Mm. And uh, the other thing that was not allowed was uh, fingers in the eyes or uh, putting fingers in the mouth to fish hook and all this kind of... But everything else was allowed. Sort of external attack measures. So so it was Mm. a brutal uh, arena, Mm. you know, and... uh, Basically, what happened is uh, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys beat everybody. And I'm not just talking about beating everybody. You got guys, the guy that won the tournament was like 65 kilos, 65 kilos, and he beat sumo wrestlers. He beat heavyweight boxers. He beat all these guys, uh, champion wrestlers, whatever. Um, And that's where the popularity of Brazilian jiu-jitsu came along. Because it's not focused on uh, athleticism or the size of the athlete. It's more based on movement, leverage, angles. Um, and, uh, yeah, the world was stunned by this. And uh, if you do some research on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now, you'll find that most of the celebs worldwide training this. Um, the great thing about this is it's such a mindful martial art. It's a, it's a human chess game. You know, you get given a problem and you have to solve the problem Mentally, okay. <laughs> but with your body yeah. as as the as the vehicle, uh, where is something powers like powers of observation, I presume, is yeah, quite yeah, you, you, strong. You have yeah, to yeah, yeah, you have to be two or three moves ahead of your opponent, mm. kind of thing, um, and you have to work it out like a chess game. Um, so, so yeah, that that's one of the systems, and there's not many qualified international qualified people in South Africa, which I'm one of, um, and uh, it's just a really 
amazing martial art to study for women as well. Immediately for women, it's a it's an anti-rape program. Uh, we've got a women empowerment uh, classes as well, where we uh, basically work with women with uh, anti-rape tactics and techniques, and it's based on Brazilian jiu-jitsu, how to deal with attackers. And this is great for women because, like I said, it doesn't focus on uh, bodily strength. And uh, yeah, you, I mean, you need bodily strength, but um, you just work as strong as you can, build yourself up as strong as you can. Okay. Then we got another system which uh, which we call submission wrestling, which is uh, basically like a wrestling system, uh, normal wrestling that you see with submissions. This is where people get choked and tapped out and all this kind of thing. Um, then we got a street combative system, which is uh, your VIP protection, your home invasion, your anti-hijacking, uh, multiple opponents, anti-rape, uh, schoolyard bullying, all this kind of thing, all into one system. Uh, we train people in firearm training, uh, edged weapons, pepper sprays, batons, all the weapon stuff we train besides uh, explosives. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, how to realistically, realistically uh, survive a street confrontation. Like I told you before, there's self-defense classes and there's self-defense classes. Um, then we got what we call warrior fitness, which is, uh, like I mentioned earlier on, the way we condition our athletes to prepare for fights. Um, and uh, it's very combative orientated, the conditioning, but everybody can do it. Um, a lot of it is uh, isometrically orientated, body weight orientated. And then we got partner uh, uh, exercises as well, as well as um, your normal like CrossFit kind of stuff. But it's uh, very combative orientated. And then there's a bullyproof your child, which is uh, I think every child should get involved in. It should actually be made like a compulsory thing in schools, just like it is in America where wrestling is uh, part of college. Um, I think our kids are getting weaker and weaker with a generation and kids need to, if I can say it this way, toughen up a little bit and take mm. more responsibility um, and, and walk around with more confidence. Um, and, and kids are getting bullied left, right and center, you know, because uh, the tougher guys are getting tougher and the weaker guys are getting weaker. So we need to uh, toughen up the weaker guys a little bit to be able to stand up for themselves. And that's part of our Bullyproof Your Child program. And then we even got Tai Chi, uh, which I've been training since 1990, um, w which is a very much a meditation emotion martial art. Yeah. So that's basically just a rundown of some of the <laughs> systems that we got. Now, I believe you also offer some private group classes, private sessions. Um, do you go to people's homes for those or how does that work? And then also some corporate team building. Yeah, we, uh, we, we got a facility. Um, uh, usually with the corporate stuff, I uh, do get invited to some businesses to go there and give talks and uh, do some uh, physical activity with the staff. Um, majority of the time when I'm training uh, specialized units or military units or uh, security forces, I go to their facilities. Uh, like recently, I went to the uh, uh, Air Force here at the old airport training their staff. Um, so, uh, but our gym facility with the private session, sessions, usually the people come to, the, the normal civilians come to our facility uh, instead of going to their homes. Um, currently with the current uh, worldwide pandemic, we are focusing more on private sessions at this stage instead of group classes. So uh, yeah, it's more one-on-one -on -one kind of training where the student progresses a lot more actually because they get personal attention and we can actually work on their personal goals and push them individually. Um, but yeah, the, and then even the corporate, uh, that's quite a popular thing. I mean, we've had 
corporate companies, financial companies, just off my head right now, where there's like 150 people on our mats. Uh, the whole company's sure. here and they're just doing like fitness and self-defense and all that. And it's uh, it's such a buzz, you know. And uh, instead of doing the normal, I don't know what they do nowadays for corporate stuff. They don't go and eat cake or whatever. I don't know. But now Drumming they, sessions. Yeah, now, now they're doing like a physical activity. Yeah. And, the, you know, we've actually seen such good progress because uh, – the people in, in the staff actually get to fight each other. <laughs> so you get, some, some bosses start saying, oh, yeah. I better be nicer yeah, to this you, one. You get rid of a lot of uh, tension, you know, yeah, office yeah. tension there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been very pr productive. Obviously, as with almost every other sector of society, your club and training programs were halted and affected by our common public enemy number one. COVID-19. You sure that's number one? Oh. <laughs> However, as things start opening up again, I believe you are already inundated with calls and requests. So listeners can at least contact you and express their interest, um, I presume, to yeah, start. T, you, you know what? The fitness industry was most probably hit the hardest. Uh, we're still closed, although we've now been given the go-ahead for combative schools to open. Um, but I'm not really happy about it right now. Uh, especially group classes. Um, but yeah, we we had to close our doors mid-March already. Uh, when the news came out about mm -hmm. the virus, uh, members already started cancelling their memberships long before the lockdown, uh, which you can't blame them. <clears throat> everybody was in fear. It was very unknown to everybody. Um, so yeah, we've basically had our gym now closed for four or five months Um obviously with uh, minimum support from our landlords and all that. So there's a lot of gyms that are closing down, a lot of combative schools that are closing down. Uh, I think smaller fitness centers are closing down. I even hear that some of the big corporate gyms are thinking about closing down. It's such a sad state of affairs because I, I truly believe um, the world needs better coaches. And uh, if I do my job properly, uh, there'll be less need for doctors, lawyers, psychiatrists, all this, because I can do my life coaching, motivate, discipline people to make, uh, to make better choices in life. So for me, it's an essential service, you know. Um, and if you think about fighting this virus, people need a strong immune system. I was actually just yeah. going to go there. Yeah, you know, so uh, why take away thing. exercise? Rather ban the cigarettes and alcohol and bring back the exercise, I would say. Um, but, but yeah, any event, who am I now to Let's not go down there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we are slowly but surely opening. We are offering uh, private sessions, small group, one-on-one -on -one and uh, small group sessions. And uh, our, our students and our members and uh, clients' health is our first priority. So like I said, although we got the go-ahead to open it up now, I still don't think it's the time to open up right now because of the virus spiking right now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could easily open it up for financial reasons and all this kind of thing, but uh, and, and we are struggling as it is, so I've got every right to open up right now. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, I, I'm a coach, and uh, my first priority is the safety of my members and my clients, and I don't think it's the right time to start general classes right now. Well, you're mirroring what the rugby guys are also saying. You know, it's wonderful to to get back in action, but you've got to look at the safety of the players and you've got to look yeah. at the bigger picture. And it's not what you want to do, but it's what you have to do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, rugby is also a close-quarter sport, so uh, mm. they, they have to make contact with each other. You can only do so much yeah. sprints and jumping around on your own, you know. <laughs> 
self-defense classes in the hands of Mornay Swanepoel seem to have grown up. But then again, Mornay, your achievements are so impressive that we can actually not even begin to list them all. Listeners, just apart from contributing articles and columns on hundreds of websites, magazines and TV shows, both locally and internationally, Mornay sits on a plethora of boards as a director or a national representative, has so many high honours in martial arts styles, naming just one-fifth Dan to illustrate the level he's at, and then there's a growing list of international seminars and training camps. Apart from feeling extremely protected as I sit here opposite you, Monet, I'm mentioning this because it's a privilege to think if someone wants to train in this field, for whatever their reason is, they are basically getting the cream of the crop as their trainer. Chat Sapphire, of course, wants to cover a broad range of topics and give as many listeners as possible something of interest. And Mornay will be adding to his to-do list by joining us over the next few weeks to chat in some detail about a few specific topics of interest. Um, He's specifically inviting you, the listener, to let us know if there's a specific topic that you are interested in. And of course, you know you can reach us at contact at chatsapphire.co.za. Thanks very much, Monet, for our chat today, and we look forward to hearing more from you next week. Uh, it's been such a pleasure, T, and I uh, hope we can board up on this.